Welcome to the Relationship Help Show, your time with Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor. Through the magic of the internet, Dr. Shaler provides urgent and ongoing care for relationships in crisis to people throughout the world, and she's here for you now. Whether you are experiencing a momentary blow-up or the crazy making of life with a partner, ex, child, or parent who is relentlessly difficult, you'll get your questions answered and enjoy her expert guests. Settle in with Dr. Roberta Shaler now. Leave the drama behind and find peace of mind on today's Relationship Help Show. Here's Dr. Shaler. Hello, I'm so glad you're here and I have so much for you today. You know, we had a little break last week with a rerun and I am fresh and new and I hope you are too. So, so much for you today. And again, a different focus on relationship. I try to bring you something new every week, a little bit different viewpoint, new insights, new practical strategies. And and I do that with my guests as well as with my part on the show. And if you're a new listener, welcome. Each week I bring a new topic, some side of the relationship, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with your partner, an ex, a child, a teen, your parent, your coworkers, all of those things we can talk about here. And I welcome your calls. So remember, you can call in with a question. Do that at 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. I'm here for you. I want to answer your questions. So please know that you can call in anytime during the show when it's live. And and that's a great feature of having a weekly show because if something goes wrong for you in the week, you know that you can tune in here and you can ask your question. And if you need more help with that, you can send me a private message on Facebook. Just go to my page. Uh, facebook.com slash relationship help doctor and there's an inbox there you can send me a message and uh, let me know how I can help you so today I want to do something completely different haven't done this before I want to give you a practical application of the topics that are covered in a book that I wrote in 2003 and that's this book. It's called What You Pay Attention to Expands. And that's a very important concept. I wrote this long before the law of attraction and all those things became popular. And I just want to apply that to how we think about our life and relationships today. It's absolutely fundamental to your life. Did you know that? Did you know that what you pay attention to expands? Have you ever been kept awake by a worry? That's a great example of it. In the dark, everything gets bigger. Everything gets blown out of proportion. And there's no light. There's nothing to look at. There's nothing to distract you. So you begin to think about something. And the more you think about it, the larger and larger it gets. And your feelings mount. And the thoughts from your past, from your present, all of this begins to magnify. And as that happens, you are awake and more awake and more awake, and you are doing it to yourself. 
It's the truth. <laughs> it's a choice that you're making. And maybe you don't know that you have another one. Or maybe you haven't been practically applying the knowledge that you do have that there is another way to do it. So I, I was reminded of a story about this fellow in India. It's probably not a true story, but it illustrates the point. This fellow in India was absolutely frightened of snakes and he was homeless so he was looking for places to stay in the night and one night he really thought that he'd found the perfect place he jumped into a box car that was just sitting silently on a side rail on the on the train tracks and he thought wow this is a great place to be so he went in there and somebody came and shut the door while he was in there now remember, he's deathly afraid of snakes. And through the little bits of light that are coming in from the, the outside lighting, he sees a coiled snake in the boxcar with him. And he is just petrified because he knows the boxcar is locked from the outside. He can't do anything about it. And here he is with the thing he fears the most, locked up in the dark. So he's focused on this. The snake is going to bite him. He's going to die. This is going to be terrible. It's just like he always feared. It was the end he most dreaded. And it's going to happen to him. And so through the night, he finally falls asleep, or so he thought. However, when someone opened the boxcar in, in the morning, he was dead. And beside him was a large coil of rope. Now, as I say, that may or may not have ever happened, but it's what happens in our minds. He was so deathly afraid of that that he made the story so real and the consequences so real that he actually died from something that he thought was going to happen to him. And long, long ago, there was a book uh, that I really, I really appreciated on spiritual reality. And, and the author in there said that an acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real false evidence appearing real and that's what happened to that fellow he decided that through that glimmering light he saw that coiled snake he imagined the worst it occurred and actually it wasn't what he thought it was at all so in the dark everything gets bigger everything gets scarier everything looms larger and that's why we're not able to distract ourselves that's also why we turn on the television or we do something or we get up and eat or whatever to try and stop that going around and around in our head but i've got a better idea for you you ready for this this will work better for you in the long run and it has no calories. So what's the first thought you have about a relationship in your life right this second? What's the first thing that came to your mind? Is it how much you love the other person or how much you dislike something about them? What popped into your mind? And how about your first thought when you look in the mirror? What do you focus on? Do you say, wow, there I am. Don't I look great? Or do you look, oh, yes, I really should have that nose job. 
What goes on in your mind? Do you see the beauty or do you see the faults? Now, these are thought habits. And they come from where you choose to place your attention. And that's entirely up to you. You get to decide what you think about. And what you think about will produce feelings. Now, feelings aren't facts, but they're very real to you. And don't ever let anybody tell you how you should feel. Never. In fact, go to my website, forrelationshiphelp.com slash blog, and read the blog on there about when somebody tells you how to feel, think of it as abuse. That's how strongly I feel about that. So these habits, these habits, yes, they're habits. You have a habit of seeing what's there or what you want to focus on. And a whole lifetime of ways of thinking about yourself. But the good news is that you can change your focus. It's entirely up to you. You can change your focus. Isn't that wonderful? May you really have a lot of power. You can change your focus. Just let that sink in for a moment. It's up to you. It's not coming from the outside. Nobody's doing it to you. You have the opportunity to change your focus. That's an inside job. <laughs> you don't have to even think very much about it except to say, I'm not going to think about that. I have other options. Let me see those other options. So you can change your thoughts. And you can, sure, things are going to sneak in. But you can redirect them. You can constantly redirect what you're thinking about to take your mind where you want it to go rather than where it habitually goes because it's a habit you've developed since you were small. And you've reacted and responded to relationships in your life and events in your life that have shaped those habits. But I'm inviting you today and yes, it applies to relationships. I'm inviting you today to really have a think about this. Are you taking charge of what's going on in your mind? This is not just some random piece of equipment that's just running at will. It will if you don't take charge of it. But it is within your control. That's a big deal. That's a very empowering thing to understand. You decide if you focus on an unpaid bill in the middle of the night. You don't have to focus on that. It may run through your mind, but you don't have to focus on it. You don't have to go down that rabbit hole, do you? You can take your mind somewhere else. Or do you focus on how much you appreciate the fact that your friend checked in with you today? And do you have that sense? Because you can flip those two things as quickly as you choose to once you're conscious and aware of choosing your thoughts. Do I want to focus on an unpaid bill and stay awake for three hours? Or do I want to focus on how much I felt appreciated and loved because my friend checked in with me? Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have to deal with the bill, but it's up to you. Do you accept that power right now? What's your answer? Do you accept that you have the power to direct what you're thinking about? So, no, I'm not advocating for denial. I know that some people's minds went tripping off there. I'm not doing that. Um, 
No, 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 no denial. I'm talking about reality and choice. And the reality is you have to find a way to pay that bill. Of course you do. It's your bill. You're growing up. It's, you have to deal with it. But that's a solution you can find. But in the middle of the night, it just leads to cascades of thought that can take you into rabbit holes you don't want to go in. And you can just stay up all night. And then in the morning, you can complain about it. Now, that's not going to work very well for anybody, is it? So it's not just the bill or your partner's lack of attention that keeps you up. It's where you choose to place your mind. So what kind of a person am I? Am I irresponsible? What kind of a person are you? Are you irresponsible? Are you not behaving like an adult? Are you wonderfully responsible and taking full responsibility for everything you do, think, say, and want? It's all up to you. All up to you. So is this the kind of conversation that goes on in your mind? Am I irresponsible? Am I not behaving like an adult? Is it someone else's fault? Oh, why would they do that? Do they hate me? Everyone used to look at me strange. Am I strange? Maybe. Why would they think that? Oh, my mother. My mother. She was the first one who told me I was strange. Wow, that was really tough with her. I really hated that. But she's my mom. I shouldn't feel like that. But it was real. Maybe I could feel like that. Maybe I should feel like that. But is it right to blame your mother? Yeah, it's all my mother's fault. I'm a bad person. I feel awful. See how your, your mind just trips over all this stuff? And if you don't say, whoa, and stop that, then that leapfrogging from one thought to the other or one feeling to the other is just going to run random and keep you awake or keep you anxious or keep you upset. Now, those are not great ways to spend your time, are they? Think about your relationship. How much of the time do you think about what's going well in your relationship? Now, I'm going to give a little aside here because if you happen to be with the people that most of my clients have in their lives, those hijackals, you know, that's my term for people who hijack relationships for their own purposes while relentlessly scavenging them for power, status, and control. If you're with one of those difficult and disturbing people, then this doesn't quite apply to you in the same way. You have to deal with that. You have to kind of wake up and smell the herbal tea and say, I'm with a different kind of person. I'm not with your rent-of-the-mill person. I'm not with the person all my friends are. And when you're with a hijackal and you tell your friends about the hijackal, they don't believe you. And the reason they don't believe you is because a hijackal is absolutely a master at putting on a great public image. So whether that's at work or in the community or at church or with other friends, they look like the salt of the earth, the most wonderful partner you could have. And then at home, they're the exact opposite. So when you're thinking about relationship, if you happen to be with a hijackal, the focus has to be on recognizing the patterns and cycles of hijackals. And I have a program starting next week on it. It's called Seeing the Cycles. And you can find that at forrelationshiphelp.com slash programs. 
programs with an S. It's a six-session course over three weeks to help you really understand and see the cycles and patterns of living with a relentlessly difficult, disturbing person. That's the first step for you. But if you're not with a hijackal, then you have good things that are happening in your relationship. Not just the ones that they do, hijackals do good things too when they want something. But we're talking about generally all the time. So if you're not with a hijackal, this applies to you. Focus equally on what's working and what's not working. Because what we tend to do in a relationship is get all upset about the thing that's not working. And there's not a problem with that. We need to notice what's not working. But we can't fixate on it because it's not the only thing that's happening in the relationship. You may still have appreciation that your partner picks up the kids or uh, does something nice for you or wants to go on a vacation or pays you a compliment. At the same time, you have an issue with that person about something major to you. But we have to have some balance. So who's in charge of your thoughts? And what you focus on, you are. And you can take charge of those thoughts. Now, in this little book, What You Pay Attention to Expands, and by the way, you can get it on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and put in my name, and you'll find all my books there. Many of them are in Kindle form. This one is not. But this is an important book because what you pay attention to does and will expand. It will, in fact, keep you up at night, and it will, in fact, lead you to appreciation, gratitude, and joy. And it's entirely within yourself. You're doing it. You're powerful that way. You have the opportunity to create your thought life. Sure, things are going to creep in. They will, they do, (laughs) but what do you do with them? Take that power that you can do something with them. You don't have to let them do something with you. Entirely different matter. So we've got a lot of things to talk about today. And remember that book, What You Pay Attention to Expands, and your opportunity to take charge of your thoughts. That's the exciting thing, I think. And I really, really want to encourage you to to, uh, look at this carefully today. Especially think about it the next time you're awake in the middle of the night cogitating on a problem. Because you are powerful. And we'll talk more about that right after the break. Stay tuned. Hello, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are these stories and questions on today's show sounding familiar to you? Are you ready to say no more to the abuse from toxic people in your life? I'm so glad. You matter and you deserve to have real love, true love in your life. Love from yourself and love from others. Not that demeaning, discounting, and dismissive masquerade that a hijackal pretends is love. I can help you regain yourself, your self-esteem, your self-confidence after a life with a hijackal, whether it was your partner, an ex, a parent, or a child. Let's work together now. For individual sessions or small group coaching, 
visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. Talk soon. And we're talking today about focus, focusing thoughts, focusing on what you choose to focus on rather than letting your mind run rampant and go down rabbit holes. We're talking about my book. So uh, this is an old book that I've written. I've written 16 books, and this was an early one in 2003, What You Pay Attention to Expands. And I just want to read you from the introduction. I wrote, as a single mother with three children in the days when such a thing was rare, I remember sitting at my kitchen table. On one side, I had a pile of bills, and on the other side, my checkbook. As I struggled to reduce the pile before the available funds disappeared, a thought struck me. Rather than bemoaning the insufficient funds, I could see it all differently. Instead of my internal conversation being about life being tough and times being hard, money being scarce and electricity being expensive, I could change my attitude. After all, that was one place I was in complete control. Just then the phone rang. A friend was inviting me to go along to the movies with her. A lovely offer, but what timing? There I sat with an empty checkbook. Then it hit me. I had a choice. I could tell her I'd love to go to the movies, but life was difficult. I can't afford a babysitter and there are bills to pay. Or I could tell her I would love to go, but I was choosing to pay the electricity bill that month. I told her the latter and everything has felt different since. Rather than feeling powerless in the face of endless bills, I could feel powerful in the disbursement of my available funds. My attitude and my view of the situation we're entirely within my control. So, you know, that was a long time ago. My kids are all grown. I have grandchildren. And it's been so for the rest of my life. And it can be so for yours, too. Now, I want to be really clear. If you're still wondering about denial, let me give you my take. Positive thinking is a choice made after accurately processing an issue and deciding to focus on the most desirable outcome. It's not being in la-la land. It's not, you know, forgetting about it and distracting yourself. It's about choosing what you think after you have considered the best course of action. Denial, though, is an unwillingness to admit an issue exists or to recognize your part in it. So I am not advocating denial. I'm advocating you take charge of what you decide to focus on. There's a huge, huge difference. You can direct your thoughts, and it takes practice to make progress. You know, one sleepless night will not do it. But you can make some progress. Choose to think about something else. That issue will always be there in the morning. You can think about it when your mind is clear and you can do something about it. But don't lie there thinking about it in the middle of the night. You can't do anything about it. You see, you're powerful. Now, a little bit more about how this applies to relationships. If you're feeling angry, annoyed, upset, left out, betrayed, whatever, they're all valid feelings and they're all valid right now while you're having them. And as I said earlier, no one can tell you what to feel or what you should feel. Um, And feelings are yours, but feelings are not facts. 
There's a difference. Feelings are not facts. They, those feelings come from our perceptions and our perspectives and our past and previous experiences. They have validity, but they are not facts. You know that because you'll feel one way about something one minute and the complete opposite about it very shortly thereafter. So you know it's not real. So you have to fix things in your relationship, but fuming over them only hurts your body and clouds your mind. And then going and telling everybody who will listen how awful your partner is, how terrible it is, and a whole realm of uh, he should have and he could have and he won't, or she can't and she won't, and, you know, all the ain't it awful and he, she done me wrong stuff. All of that just completely reaffirms and reinforces in your body the awfulness. Why would you do that to yourself? Go get some help. Go get some real help, some professional help. Call me, call somebody, do something. But don't keep rewounding yourself by telling your ain't it awful story over and over. Because you'll get trapped by the feelings and you'll miss the facts. And that's not going to help. So no Pollyanna stuff, no, den no denial stuff, no rose-colored glasses. And very important to take off those rose-colored glasses See, I, I don't want you to go there because it's hard to see red flags when you're wearing rose-colored glasses. So we don't want any of that. But let's not be, as Spiro Agnew said long ago, nattering nabobs of negativity. Let's not be those nattering nabobs of negativity. It doesn't help you to be that because you keep giving that message to yourself. It doesn't help anybody around you because they get really tired of hearing it. Go and get some help and take care of it for yourself. You deserve that. You don't want to be in that condition all the time. So turn to the real and the actual and the positive and insist on some balance in your thinking. If you're always focusing on what your partner did that hurts or upsets you, can you find balance? Can you find the things that that person does that please you and that you love about them or you loved about them and you've lost sight of? You're in charge of your thinking. Remember that. What you pay attention to expands. See, it says so right there. <laughs> so if you're worried about a bill, can you remember that you've successfully solved that problem before? Balance the thoughts out. When you look in the mirror, focus on what you like about yourself, what you appreciate about yourself. That's the balance you want to find in your thoughts. Balance. Sure, issues are real. They need us to find a solution. They need our attention. But they're not the only thing going on. That's why you have to find the balance. Balancing is good. You want to keep that balance, choose what you focus on, and practice shifting it to a more balanced view all the time. Put things in the proper perspective. And why? Because, you know what I'm going to say, because what you pay attention to expands. <laughs> And there you have it. What you pay attention to expands. Now, again, if that all sounds good to you and you want some reinforcement, just go over to Amazon and buy the book. Lots of my books there. They're all very helpful. So 
this one will help you refocus your thinking and take you to that place which is empowering for you. Because you could just dribble away a whole lot of life energy going in disempowering places. I don't know what to do. This is awful. Do I, you know, nobody likes me. Ain't it awful? I'm going to go out and eat worms. That whole thing is not any way to have you want to say, I can hardly wait to get up in the morning. And I'm not sugarcoating this. I'm not doing the rah, rah thing. I want you to have balance. Just don't get out of balance on the dark and downside. That's so important not to go there. Make sense? Great. Okay, so my guest is going to join us uh, very soon, the wonderful Laura Rubenstein. For some of you, you may have uh, listened to our show together, Transform Your Relationships Live on Facebook Live. Um, and uh, we talk every two weeks and have been for a couple of years. So there is a lot of great stuff for you over there. So if, if that sounds interesting to you, make sure that you go on over there to Facebook and just put facebook.com slash transform your relationships live. And you'll find the page with everything there. Or you can go to my YouTube channel for relationship help. And you can see all that Laura and I have done right there. And that's the simple way, isn't it? So you want the book, what you pay attention to expands, go to Amazon and search on my name. There's a whole, whole lot there for you. And uh, it's an exciting, exciting time. And there she is, the wonderful Laura Rubenstein that I was just speaking about. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Roberta. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. I was just telling everybody about our Transform Your Relationships live show and how they can go over and find a whole lot of great reading over there. So I just want to tell you a little more about Laura personally before we get started on our great conversation about the joys and pitfalls of compassion. Laura is a certified hypnotherapist, social media and marketing strategist, and the founder of the wonderful Social Buzz Club. She works with busy professionals and women who are craving to use more of their creative nature, reduce their stress, and experience more success in their business and fulfillment in their relationships. With her 22-plus years of marketing experience and specialty in relationship building, Laura's creative, innovative, and elegant strategies and results-oriented approach makes for her being a highly sought-after speaker and consultant. And those words are all true, and I know that's the case. So um, tell us this morning why you want to talk about compassion with me. What's, mm. what's, what's up with that? <laughs> Well, first of all, it's a really rich topic, and you and I have um, talked about it in various forms, not like head on, but it's always come up, and it comes up a lot in my hypnosis practice as well as my marketing consulting and business consulting practice. And, you know, I get a lot of clients who say they want to either lose weight or they want to have a more successful career, they want to attract love, they want better health, but they're in this holding pattern, right? And what I see is a missing of self-compassion. So what I really want to talk about is self-compassion. Well, it's interesting, you know, you and I have spoken so many times and I've written a great deal about what I call inclusive compassion, right? which is, of course, a form of self-compassion. 
because that that eludes us so often. We don't hear a lot of messages in our world about compassion for ourselves. We we hear a lot of messages, oh, take care of others, be a good Samaritan, give till it hurts. We've got all kinds of uh, wisdom so-called wisdom i think give till it hurts is just a stupid idea but (laughs) we have all of this circling around and us telling us be other focused be other focused be other focused but if we're other focused all the time we're going to be depleted so what interests you about self-compassion well what i see is my my clients are stuck and they're stuck in this holding pattern of self-sabotage and when it comes right down to it it's because they're so hard on themselves. They have no compassion for themselves. In fact, it's like there's this very mean person inside of them saying not nice things to themselves. (laughs) And it's totally like putting the brakes on it. They're hitting a wall over and over again because you know, the way the mind works is you have a thought and an emotion and that causes an action. And when you start with that thought, if you change this the thought, the outcome can change. And the thought can be more compassionate. <laughs> Ooh, what a concept, right? And you could compassion can be the foundation for changing their results in their life. So that's why I I love this topic. It changed my life. It's uh, compassion. I had no idea that we needed to be compassionate with ourselves. Like that there was this mean person inside until I realized, oh, that if I said that out loud to someone else, that would be horrifying. Yeah, and, and you know, it brings up a good point. We talked about this on our Transform Your Relationships live show on Facebook the other day, but we all have this inner critic and this inner courtroom that comes from our past. All the things that someone's ever told us that were negative about ourselves got in there and kind of had babies, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so at our worst moments, and I was talking about this earlier on the show, how we have the choice to focus. And I was focusing people's attention on my book, What You Pay Attention to Expands, because of this very concept. Like you wake up in the middle of the night and your thought is all about, ain't it awful? He done me wrong and the world is a terrible place. But you have the choice of of doing that differently. How would you invite people to do that differently? Okay, so here's my remedy for um, sabotage and doing things differently is it take first of all and I will say it takes practice it's not like uh, you flip a switch though it can be if you get really good at it okay Um, first is to acknowledge that belief or the thought what is what is that that is there that is running the show like what you said are messages that are imprinted on us that is really not helping any longer maybe at one time it served a purpose but it really doesn't serve any purpose now and in fact I had to figure out you know have these high standards you know but the high standards are just making me miserable okay so what is the belief that I have to have these high st- standards and criticize myself so much well I just want to reach those high standards well there's probably another belief about that I could reach high standards with more loving and kindness and thriving through kindness to myself right so acknowledge the belief is the first thing and that thought and then do what we talked about yesterday you even mentioned it it's like do the truth test is this really is true is this belief that you've held on to for so long really the truth and you know are there is there any evidence that it's really the truth and chances are there's it's not true now 
being a very clever person, I could find all kinds of evidence. You know, somebody said, it's not really true. Oh, yeah, it is. My brain goes to work on all that evidence. Well, if you have an inkling that it may not be serving you and it's not true on a certain level or something, so you might remedy for that my support to transforming that belief is using the word willing are you willing to consider that it's not a hundred percent true <laughs> you know so that you give yourself a, a a break in the pattern we have to break that thought pattern and you have to replace it with another belief so if you can't replace it instantly with a new belief are you willing is there a belief you're willing to are you willing to try on something and then if you can't think of a new belief, I have one for you. Shall I give it to you? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everybody's saying yes, yes, please. <laughs> okay. So the belief is, you know, if, you, if you're really having a struggle with your past and letting go of it, um, I've done the very best I could have up until now, given the circumstances of my past. Nice. And the information I had, you could even add the that. So just write that down. I've done the very best... I could have up until now given the circumstance of my past and the information I had. So if you just start there, you can say, okay, nothing wrong with the past, but we're moving on to something new. And there could have been a whole lot of things wrong with the past, but you still did the best you could till right. now when you have new information or a new attitude or a new insight. Right. And then we have to start saying nice things to ourselves. <laughs> and so um, there's all kinds of ways you can start that, you know, add, adding compassion for yourself. When you're more compassionate with yourself, you're going to find you're even more compassionate with others. So really, if people are having a struggle with the self-compassion idea, like, oh, I can't be compassionate with myself, that would just be, you know, too selfish or something. <laughs> If you're afraid of being selfish, I mean, it's that whole airplane, what they tell you on the airplane, put on your mask first before you yeah. help other people. I mean, really, it will fill your cup up so much that uh, you'll be, you won't, it'll be so automatic to be compassionate with others. Do you agree? I do agree. I do agree. And we just often don't feel that we want to turn our attention to ourselves. Scary. You know, we're, we're so other focused and we're kind of concerned, like you say, we're scared to see who's really in there. If I start exploring who I am, I might find out things that I don't like. I, but we always, why do we always have this negative view? So many people have that. What if you found things in there you absolutely loved about yourself? Ooh, that could be scary, couldn't it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, it's awesome. Yeah, but you know we ha we we kind of have a fear culture in so many ways, you know, that with the way that we're raised, the the way that there always was somebody to tell you when you're wrong, somebody to tell you how it should be, somebody to have a better idea than you to keep you small. And for many people, thankfully, they were raised in a place that lifted them up and empowered them and encouraged them. And it was wonderful. But for many, that wasn't the case. And if it wasn't the case, then don't make yourself wrong for having this going on for you. It's the time to change it. That's why we're talking about the joys and pitfalls of compassion with my guest Laura Rubenstein and she's going to be right back with me after the break stay tuned 
Hi, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Handling hijackles is exhausting. It's never-ending. An endless cycle of crazy-making, alienation, and constant drama. And cycles are difficult to step out of. I know, because I've been there too. And that's why I reach out to you to offer the insight, skills, and strategies you need to heal. My small group programs, Handling Hijackles and Hijackal Recovery and Rediscovery, will shortcut your journey to healing, to save your sanity, and to stopping the crazy making. Visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join now and let's talk soon. So we're back with my guest, Laura Rubenstein, and we're talking about the joys and pitfalls of compassion and self-compassion. And we're talking just before the break, as you all remember, in case you just joined us, you won't remember, that we want to practice uh, having a more positive view, actually considering balance. Like I said before Laura came on the show, it's not about being denial. It's not about being Pollyanna. It's the balance of choosing your thoughts, which will allow your feelings to change. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit more, Laura. What do you think is the first step? If somebody finds themselves, you've given us some steps, but what do you think now after those couple of steps, the willingness and, and all of that, what if somebody wakes up in the middle of the night and they're fixated on something negative? What would you say then? What should they pay attention to? Well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is if you wake up in the middle of the night, what if a child of yours or a best friend or a spouse of yours woke up in the middle of the night and you were there to console them and soothe them? What would you say to them? So sometimes we can't think about what we do for ourselves, but we can for others. But And so go there. What would you say to somebody who's going through this to soothe them? You know, I um, created this deck of feminine power or wisdom cards and I keep them near my bed <laughs> because you know when I want to get consoled and I don't have the ideas I use them and I picked one is it okay to share that at this time oh sure I keep them on, on <laughs> near my bed too so go ahead <laughs> okay so I picked one it's it says and I don't know if you, let me put this up here practice compassionate self-talk okay so one side has the the practice the the practice and I mean the principle and this has the practice on it and I'll actually read that it's today treat yourself like you would a baby who's learning to walk okay so um, what do you say when a baby's learning to walk and they fall right back down on their poofy diaper <laughs> you know you, you say to them okay you stay there you're never going to be a walker right you know you don't you um you say good try awesome keep going you're almost there you got you know like you you almost got it right so you gotta learn to be like that and now for us adults who aren't gonna talk to ourselves like babies although I highly recommend it <laughs> um the second part of this practice is write down five things you can actually praise yourself for Mm. So, or encourage yourself for like, oh, good going today. You thought about exercise. Good going. You know, you've done this. You've, you're breathing for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, like, wow, you can take a breath in there. You know, I was playing this game over the weekend. I went for a hike and I said to my husband, let's do uh, let's do the gratitude game. And he's like, what? I go, let's just keep saying things we're grateful for until we can't think of anything and we just kept going on and we kept popping it in throughout the hike but it was really a fun exercise oh 
grateful for my feet. I'm grateful for my poles. I'm grateful for my nails, my fingernails, you know? Um, so, but taking that to the next step and then encouraging yourself, what can you praise yourself for? Like, good job. I got on my sneakers today. Good job. I woke up. I brushed my teeth. You'd be surprised just how patterning that into your brain, even if it's the simplest thing. And don't judge it like, oh, yeah, everybody brushes their teeth. No, it's like you brushed your teeth. And yes, it's cool. You did it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's awesome. You did it. You have the ability to do it. It's like, you know how when people go through a really tough time and they come out the other side and they're like, they're magnified on how much they're grateful for and how much their the ability they have when you don't have it. So imagine if you didn't even have that ability to think, to walk, to whatever you can do, um, praise it. Say, you know, congratulations, good work. I acknowledge myself for, that's a great way to start like a journal entry. I acknowledge myself for, could be smiling at a stranger today, for brushing my teeth today, anything, pattern that in. I promise it'll revolutionize your life. I promise, promise, promise. Now, and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Facebook, whatever. <laughs> um, because it seems like such a silly thing or a little thing or why should I do that or whatever the little fear voices we are totally I agree Roberta in a fear society we don't even know how how much our fear loves us <laughs> so much that it, it's so sticky it almost feels like it is us but the more you do things like this the more free you get from that and it just becomes a little piece that's not running the show anymore yeah, well, I, I think it's great. I just want to make a comment on uh, one thing that you said, because, you know, we're talking about, you know, acknowledging ourselves for brushing our teeth. Don't don't brush that off as silly, because sometimes when you're sitting there and you're beating yourself up, it doesn't look like you've got much to hang on to. <laughs> so it might have to be those small things. Mm -hmm. and And they'll soon begin to, as you say, magnify. Then you remember that, Oh, you know, I I wrote that blog post today, and I, five people liked it. Or I um, took food to my next door neighbor because she's not feeling well. Or whatever it is, on whatever level of your being. But sometimes when we're just starting out to make these changes, we have to acknowledge the small stuff, and it's not silly. It's real. It's starting that pattern that you're talking about to be able to see, yeah, it isn't all ain't it awful and she and he done me wrong. There's balance in life. Um, and sure, some things really drag us down. I'm not making light of that. You know, we have a our partner cheated on us. Uh, we're looming concern about losing our job. We have a health issue. I'm not making light of those things. They are pervasive and they do hang over our head for a while. But even in that, find the balance. Mm. You it's, know, yeah. It's like a rehabilitation program almost <laughs> that we do for <laughs> ourselves, um, you know, to bring in the positive and what I was gathering out of what you were saying, even when we have these really hard times, having this mental muscle, this skill of compassion, I like to call it like, a, think of it as the compassion muscle. Okay. <laughs> It'll help get us through those difficult challenges and times because we patterned it in. And I keep talking about patterns in hypnosis. We talk about repatterning the, the 
thought patterns in your brain because they're like ruts in a road. You know, you use them over and over again. You have those negative thoughts going over and over again. Well, guess what? If you stop using those and you start rerouting them to uh, another thought process, like, oh, you know, I can be a little bit more kinder, gentle. I can take a deeper breath. I can feel how good that feels in me. I can say, oh, you know what? You're doing as good as you can given the circumstances. The past is the past. You made whatever choices you made out of the, that experiences you were, you know, involved in and now you have more tools and you're, you're starting to speak and you're creating this new rut in the road guess what happens to the old one it washes away mm-hmm. and it grows it, over it gets grass it it becomes, <laughs> it's no <laughs> longer used that's right and and grass growing means there's some new life over there it's 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 you can leave it over there and, and we're not good at that, you know. We like to we like to have all these things that we could pull in and make ourselves feel small. So what we're advocating today is have a look at that. Are you doing that to yourself? Because that really is something that you're in control of. Sure, you may have adopted a parent voice. You may have had a parent who told you all the time, like my mother. My mother was a raving hijackal. And at least once or twice a week, she would say to me, it's a good thing you're smart because you're fat and ugly. And she told me that over and over and over. So I had that in my head. I had to do what Laura and I are talking about. I had to go and look at every photograph that I ever had taken from the time I was born and look for evidence of fat and ugly. Now, I may be completely deluded, but I didn't find any evidence. So that was a good moment for me. But many times we just bring that thought forward and we keep it there and we haven't done our house cleaning. We haven't decluttered the thoughts that are not real anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And we're buying into somebody else's words. It's like, yeah. why? We don't realize that we're so vulnerable as little people that we take on these, oh, yeah, that must be right. And, you know, as a hypnotherapist, again, um, just know we are suggestible beings. That's why advertisers pay millions of dollars yeah. to put their messages and suggestions on that television. And why do we think, you know, there's such a thing as the ultimate driving machine and we know that brand, right? <laughs> because we've been programmed. But guess what? You can program yourself. All hypnosis, by the way, is self-hypnosis, even when it's guided by another. Um, so you can start using what I'm talking about are these practices of self-hypnosis. And because of the other hypnosis that has been given to you is no longer um, making you happy. It never did probably. So why not start on this path for your happiness, you know, and having compassion, you deserve it. No, you deserve that to be happy, to give yourself that compassion, exchange the anger or resentment or fear of the past for total acceptance of yourself. Because that's what you'd want somebody else to do for you. That's what you, you do for other people. There's no problem with doing it for yourself because it just completes that whole circle and enables you to do that even better in the world. Yes. Amen. And <laughs> hallelujah to that. And if we just lost you because you heard the word hypnosis and you went brain dead, come on back because you can reframe that as changing your self-talk. 
So don't think about that person who made you behave like a frog on stage somewhere. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the things, the messages that you give your subconscious mind. And sometimes we need someone else's help with that. And those people are called hypnotherapists. They are not on the Vegas stage. They are on your side, helping you change the way you're looking. And if you want to work with Laura in that regard, go to transformtoday.com and you'll find her there and all her fine work. So this is really exciting. Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. You're more than welcome. Take good care. You can find Laura and her feminine, go to feminepowercards.com and get your copy so you can have them by your bed like Laura and I do. So we've talked about some fabulous things today. The joys and pitfalls of compassion and what you focus on, what you pay attention to expands. So if you want to work with Laura, go to transformtoday.com. If you want more information about me and my work, go to forrelationshiphelp.com. And if you have one of those pesky hijackles I talked about, those difficult and disturbing people, find out for sure. Get my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal, at hijackals.com. H-I-J-A-C-K-A-L-S.com. Lots there for you. I had somebody tell me the other day that over a weekend they read all of my blogs and watched all of my videos and they changed their relationship. So you can too. You can find my blogs at forrelationshiphelp.com or my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash forrelationshiphelp. And certainly join me on my Facebook page, relationshiphelpdoctor, facebook.com slash relationshiphelpdoctor. If you've enjoyed the show and you think you've missed a whole lot of them, you have. So you can go and listen to them at relationshiphelpshow.com. So remember, we're here for you. I'm here for you. And my guest, that's the we, here for you every week at 11 o'clock Pacific time here on BBS Radio. And there are lots of other wonderful programs on BBS, so have a look at the smorgasbord while you're here. It's been my pleasure to talk to you. I'm Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. There you have it. If you want more, you can work with Dr. Shaler directly. She's eager to help you resolve your relationship issues. Have a question? Call in early to next week's show to talk with Dr. Shaler on air. Get her expert insights and advice by subscribing to her blog, newsletter, and YouTube channel. We're here for you. Don't be a stranger. Join us again next week. And in the meantime, visit forrelationshiphelp.com.